A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Jocktime AFL Podcast for Round 5 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who feels horrible about what happened to Steel Side Bottom during the week. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day Michael. Yes, I joined the podcast today. I'm a little bit... I'm sheepish, mate. I'm sheepish. I. It's all on me. What went down with Steel Side Bottom is all... My fault. Now, as are you, we know, uh, are you, can I interrupt? Uh, are you putting your hand up? I believe I am. <laughs> I believe my hand is up in the air. Now, what happened? We all know, uh, still side bottom. Um, he went round to Jeremy Howe's place to console Jeremy Howe. Mm-hmm. He'd blown out his knee, pretty much going to um, miss the rest of the season. And so I, oh, I never met uh, Steele before, but I was at Daniel Wells' place. Now, you say, Adam, how do you know Daniel Wells? Well, we go to the same church because you know that I love God. Peace be with you, Michael. But is Daniel Wells a God guy? Oh, massively. Really? I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Wells, a couple of years ago, when he went over to, um, I think it was Jerusalem. There's a picture of him in the Dead Sea. And that's when he um, he got a little bit, um, how do you say, uh, tubby. Um, when he made the pilgrimage. Okay, what kind of persuasion are we talking about? So, th- what's what's the one with what's the one with God? <laughs> well, there's a few. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Someone went to a public school. <laughs> <laughs> He's either um, is it uh, Islam or Judaism? One of those ones. You know, they're they're the same. No, they're, he's he's Christian. I know that much. Okay. Yep. And so, well, would you go to would you go to Jerusalem, Michael? Would that be something that you might do as a, as a Catholic, or you're more you're more Italy, aren't you? You're more Rome. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I mean, I I I have been baptized Catholic, but I am not Catholic. Um, yeah. I have denounced the church repeatedly. <laughs> uh, but I often did, on this podcast, when I when out. I did go to uh, Italy last year, I did go I went to Rome, and I did go to the Vatican because I go, you mm. know, that's where that's where you know. Papa Frankie hangs out. <laughs> the big man. Yeah, I didn't see him the doing c- meet and greets, but... The, the CEO. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the CEO of Catholicism. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, we've detoured a, a fair bit. A fair bit. I go to church with Daniel Wells. I don't really pay attention. I just love it for the songs and the little uh, the little circle of bread that they give you. Our Father who art in heaven, exactly, exactly. be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy anyway, will be Anyway, we're not done. trying to get people uh, turning. So anyway, I was at Wellesley's place. Steel Sidebottom came over and he said, he looked down. He looked down and I said, you know what God would want us to do, Steel? You know what he'd want? He'd want us to have a fucking drinking game, buddy. For sure, I want to neck a bottle of scotch. Oh, and not just scotch, mate. He, You know what God said? He said, uh, and unto others, you should put all of the brown spirits. So we had scotch, we had whiskey, we had rum, there was fireball, 
We uh, made like a, a Galliano liqueur like mixture. It was fucking, it was on for young and old because I thought this guy needs cheering up. Mm-hmm. And then I said, so we're blind, Michael, blind. I have a good memory of this. Steel probably doesn't. But then I said, you know what would be fun, Steel? You know what would be fun? If we all just played a quick round of strip poker. Now, what he didn't realise is that um, I, because I was a dealer, house wins, right? And actually, we played strip pontoon. So I could get to, uh, house could get to 24. Mm-hmm. And he could only get to 21 before he busted. And so he was very quickly a naked steel side bottom. It's a big fucking night, man. A big fucking night. Yeah, it, it, it was huge, right? And so anyway, we're having a bit of a drink. And he goes, fucking hell, I don't feel well. I think I'm going to throw up. I need to go to the bathroom. And I said, that door, my friend, that door right there, out <laughs> you go. And as he opened it, he said, is there, there's a security door on. I said, mate, you don't have a security door on your bathroom. You don't have a, a, a welcome mat at the front of your bathroom. You don't have, once you go into the bathroom, a huge expanse of grass with a path leading up to another <laughs> gate that leads out to a street. What sort of fucking world do you live in? Still side bottom, you fucking moron. So anyway, I sent him out. Um, turns out it wasn't the bathroom. Wow. And then uh, I didn't know what happened to Steel. I drifted off and woke up, and apparently he'd uh, gotten a lift home with the uh, with the fucking the filth. <laughs> yeah, with the pigs, man. <laughs> the pigs, the fucking fuzz, picked him up, took him home. How is he not? T- okay, so let's let's break down this story. Uh, okay, let's unpack. Now I asked you earlier about mm. what what we don't know about this story, and I'm a little bit cloudy on what we don't okay. know. I'm trying to okay. think of what what extra bit that we we are unsure of. So he went to Daniel Wells's place. We know that. And the, that's the reason he got himself into trouble. One, he stayed at uh, Jeremy Howe's too long, right? Tick, not allowed more than two hours. Oh, is that the rule? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. But actually, I mean, that is a nice thing to do. When your mate's done a knee, you go and pop over to your mate's place, you know, say, mate, you know. Mate, that's what Eddie McGuire said. He was just being a good teammate. But I think that's that actually is true. Like, he was being a good teammate, being a good friend. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't like, if, agree if, more. If, if you did a knee, I mean, <laughs> fucking, mm. I'll cut you loose. But... <laughs> Mate, I'll be Lars. I'll be back by next podcast. <laughs> but then he got in an Uber. Double tick. Can't get in. Can't get an Uber, right? Okay. And he did that with Lyndon Dunn, uh, who also came to Jeremy Howe's place. So then, so that's another tick. That was another, I suppose, week. I guess as a part of his um, accrued suspension, mm-hmm. he drops Lyndon Dunn off and then goes to Daniel Wells. Another tick because Daniel Wells is not within the Collingwood bubble. Yep. Yep. So then he's at Daniel Wells, and the next thing we know, he's in the street, in the nude, getting a lift home from the police. Now, how nude was so, it? Like, is it underwear nude? Because I, I figure if it's I like... I believe it is. Okay, so if it's 7.30am and mm. Daniel Wells has said, mate, you've had enough, pop him into bed. And so I go, well, you take off your t-shirt, you take off your jeans... Yep, yep. And you'd you'd go to sleep. And so then, yeah, yeah you go and find... I mean, I think you find that uh, Eddie Maguire himself mm. said it's the the old-fashioned was asleep on the couch, got up to go to the bathroom, walked out the wrong door. The old-fashioned. <laughs> the old-fashioned. The classic, as we know, in the game. And then Eddie goes, mate, it's happened to people in hotels. You go, yeah, hotels, there's two doors to choose from. You're drunk, it's dark. And then you know what happens in a hotel? You end up in the hallway, and then you probably go down to the concierge and say, hey... Locked out of my room. Can you get me back in? So why does Steel Sidebottom get up? He's drunk. He goes out the door. How quickly would you realise, I don't care how pissed you are, that you are not in a bathroom and then he chooses to continue walking and doesn't turn around and press a fucking doorbell? So what's your conspiracy theory here then? Like what are we, what are we missing? 
that's that's because he would turn Robbo. around and he would turn around, and knock on the door, and of go, "Hey, he hey, would. Dan, of let me he in." Would. And Daniel Wells lives there with his family. They're yeah. probably it's, it was Sunday morning. They'll pro- oh, you know what? They're probably at church. I think they're probably in their backyard chapel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they couldn't hear him. But why did he not go back in the house? So and apparently it was in Williamstown. It's two degrees. So still side bottom is freezing cold. Some guys from a um, I think it sounded like a halfway house were like, "Mate, you look fucking, you look really fucking cold." He's like, "I need to come into your halfway house." And so he went oh. in there. And then the cops recognised him and said, Steer, we'll give you a lift home. And then he got a lift home from the police, which, again, probably ticks off another box because they're not in the bubble. Yeah, sure, okay. Would you recognise Steel Sidebottom if he wandered past you in his underwear? Yeah, I, I reckon because um, of the shaved head and the beard, I think it's a very striking look. So mm-hmm. you'd be like, I know that guy from somewhere. And So why didn't they knock on the door of Daniel's place and say, can we just get a you know, jeans and T-shirt and wallet and stuff. Why didn't they, Michael? Why didn't they? What's being held back that we don't know? What are Collingwood... No, I mean, Collingwood, they put out a press statement that um, maybe forgot to mention that he got a lift home with the cops. (laughs) You know, it it slipped their mind. They're like, oh, fuck, did you not type that? I thought you were were going to put that in. And (laughs) and he's like, no, I thought you were going to put that in. And so it didn't get put in. You know you're in a bad situation, right? So this is on Monday night... Robbo said, this doesn't happen when you're drunk. Now, if you're taking, if your moral compass is Mark Robinson, (laughs) you have had a fucking (laughs) shocking weekend. (laughs) When Robbo says this shit doesn't happen when you're drunk. Robbo goes, all the times when I've been drunk. (laughs) You know what happens when you're drunk? You walk back in. See, this is what Robbo does. You walk back in and you call that person a cunt. Oh, right, dude. You, you, you know you haven't seen Robbo walking around in his undies, have you? Dude, dude. I mean, that would be that would be the dream, obviously. Oh, absolutely, and it's just a matter of time. But we haven't seen it <laughs> as yet. Oh my god! So okay. then the defence comes out. So uh, side bottom gets the four weeks, and then Collingwood make out like he's a fucking martyr. They come out and they're like, "Oh yeah, for the good of the game, he decided to accept it, and we won't fight it." It's like, "Oh, won't you?" Won't you fight it? He's done about 15 things wrong. Yeah, so Lyndon Dunn got a week. Yes, and and yeah, and, and they were saying, yeah, they said that they, they had the idea that they could have gone and appealed. But yeah, they thought, but they just thought, yeah, in the current climate and the way that, it, um, you know, COVID was starting to explode again in Victoria, that they thought that, you know, because they're such a good team and they're such good people. They're clean skins. They take it. Exactly, exactly, you know. Eddie just said, mate... You know, the, 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 he said the only guy that was without sin, they put on the cross, bringing it back, Daniel Wells, he would have loved that comment. And you just go, oh, right, so still side bottom is just under Jesus. Yep, yeah. So sure. Jesus, zero weeks, side bottom, four. Yeah, sure. Ed, I mean, Eddie's had an interesting week by the fact that he... A great week. He, a, great, a great week, mate. He, he has nailed this. Yeah, he's... Well, back to the cross. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he, he's very quick to point the finger at other clubs, isn't he? And well, you know, yeah, that's, know. that's what he should do as well. Like being the president of the club, you know, you, you, you can't, you know, begrudge him that. But no. it's uh, he, his performance on Footy Classified on Wednesday was a, a, a tad shit. Well, because he came out so hard when the Jack Stephen thing came out. And yep. he said, we want to know. Geelong came out and they did a press conference that they didn't tell us everything that had happened. Mm. And he wanted to know all about the stabbing. You know, who did it? Why they did it? How deep did it go? Was it a warning stab? What do we know about it? No one gave anything about it. And then when Essendon, uh, sorry, Collingwood 
forgot to mention <laughs> that he was picked up by the cops and people saw that as Eddie being a hypocrite. And I, I'm i disgusted that people would think Eddie Maguire is a hypocrite. How Ropeable. dare they? Ropeable. I'm, I'm you angry. Give me, you give me five to six hundred <laughs> examples. <laughs> Over the Eddie last Maguire 20 being, years. Yeah, of Eddie Maguire being a hypocrite. And I'll, I'll fucking, I'll come on board. But until then, <laughs> until, you can, until you can show me those. What I loved on Wednesday night on Footy Classified, so sitting there with uh, Lloydo, mm-hmm. and Lloydo said, they were talking about it, and he's like, oh, you know, you could." he said you could cure cancer, and if you got a parking ticket the next day, mm-hmm. the press would be all over your parking ticket. You go, I don't reckon they probably would. No, I get a feeling that um, we probably don't pay that much attention to doctors in the first place, but also how how why are we monitoring the parking abilities of... Of these great people who can cure cancer. Well, if you've cured cancer, I don't reckon you should. You shouldn't have to drive anywhere again in your life. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. You should get Uber for life. Yeah, like if you cure, if you if you've cured cancer, you're not in the fucking two hour spot, mate. <laughs> you've been in long term parking for years. <laughs> you're not just in the front to go fuck. Oh, I'll put it in the loading bay. Uh, I'm pretty. I reckon I can get this in the next halfer. Uh, so dude. Lloydo said. No, but Eddie, you said a couple of weeks ago that it was going to be a, a, a should be a bigger fine, and Eddie was like, "I never said that." And then Lloydo, because he knows Telly, just goes, "Can we go to the tape?" And you're like, "Not how it works, mate. You can't just say, can we go to the tape?'" Yeah, sure. And the tape miraculously appears, but it came out yesterday, and it said Eddie's basically said the next player that stuffs up should get a hundred thousand dollar fine of mm. the club and spend it for the season. Yep, yep. He hasn't. Uh, since we go to air at 2.30 on a Sunday afternoon. He hasn't come out and defended those comments as yet. Wow, you've really done like about a 10, 15-minute editorial about uh, Eddie Maguire right there. Fuck, man. Have you ever thought about a career in Talkback Radio? Like, you're actually... Well, I thought I was... Uh, are you going to throw it on an ad about um, prepaid funerals right now? <laughs> White lady. Um, <laughs> I actually put my hat in there. I thought I was going to get Alan Jones's job, but um, yeah... I'm, I'm, I'm up for, I'm up for cash, for cash for comments too. By the way, junk times. If you if you want your business uh, pumped up, and I will integrate it so casually into this show, you won't even know that I'm talking about Jeff's plumbing in Nidri. We are more happy to do that, actually. By the way, junk time is that if you want us to pump up your company, we're more than happy to do that. Oh fuck! As if we wouldn't. We are. We will sell our souls. Uh, can we quickly pump up the uh, Patreon? Uh, thank you, everybody who's joined up to our Patreon at Junk Time. No, what's the p- <laughs> patre- patreon.com slash junk time AFL pod? Is that right? That is us. Yes. I should know that by now. And also yeah. check out our merch at Big Dark Big Cartel. Junktime.bigcartel.com. There's I still many, many. If you're sitting back, if you're going, maybe if you're in Melbourne and you're going into lockdown again, which is, you know. You need a stubby holder, yeah. It's fucking inevitable. And of course, don't forget, I have a book out called Paris and Other Disappointments. It's available uh, online. If you want to send me a direct message, I can send it to you. 40 bucks. Signed copy, including postage and handling. Actually, Bang. maybe it just includes postage. I don't know how. Handling's free. How about that for you? And what about your audiobook too? Where can we find that? Yeah, um, you can definitely get it on Audible. And I imagine where are you? Where else you can get your books? I don't know. That's where I get my audiobooks, so... It's not funny, like, the people who have stuff to sell don't mm. know where <laughs> to send people to buy it. Well, because I don't, um, 
I only I only bought my own book on Audible, so I get you know some royalties from it. Yeah, what do you make? What do you make for an audiobook? Oh, man, I, I don't want to go into. <laughs> I don't want to go into. It's a, it's a lot. Like if you, every time a junk timer um, buys one, I can get a new umbrella for the door of my Rolls Royce. So <laughs> you're helping me out, junk timers. Hey, uh, you love Clarko, don't you? That man. Now I've, we've been saying this for years, but that man has single-handedly ruined the great game of Australian rules football at every fucking level. Now last week. So this was after... Oh, no, we hadn't recorded the pod. Um, we recorded on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So he, came North, out, yeah. he came out and had a fucking whinge and mm. said, we laid 69 tackles and we didn't get a free kick from it. And I don't want to shit can our game, but what are the umpires doing? So what happens Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, today? They pay every fucking Tiggy Touchwood free kick that is there. And then they don't pay other ones. So we're just left confused. The game's just as shit as ever. No one's gone on a fucking shootout spree. And Clarko, once again, gets his fucking way! Because <laughs> remember uh, last time, he had a coffee with Gil. At least Gil got a coffee out at this time. He just yeah, sledges yeah. the umpires, says, oh, this is going to change. And then they change it. Fuck man, you I are came out and changed it. You are really angling yourself for a talkback radio spot right now. You are fucking nailing everyone. You know what the difference is? It's dry July, right? I haven't had a drink this week. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking angry. <laughs> You'd have to live through every twenty four hours of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, I was up at seven this morning. Fucking hell, how long are days? <laughs> <laughs> this is killing me I should be out with steel side bottom This is fucking destroying me Well Kane Corns came out And he had a crack at Clarko as well Saying Good. a little bit about Kind of you know Kind of getting his own way um, And it, I mean I found it quite refreshing That we hadn't talked about Kane Corns for about two weeks But now we're talking about <laughs> him So that's unfortunate But mm. um, it's interesting like, it did, I actually Must say I actually didn't really notice That there were too many more Holding the balls Or anything like that But you clearly have noticed that uh, which the one which I don't mind is you know when um, and I believe that uh, players have been told to create a secondary stoppage instead of let the ball free. If you're in a tackle, take it and get the ball up. So that way the ball doesn't spill out. We still control. We can still have the stoppage and we can control it. That mm-hmm. I've heard that's come from coaches to players. That's a directive. And now if you make, because you know they'd have that pissy attempt where I'm trying, I'm trying to punch the ball out. Yeah, sure, sure. You kind of pretend, but like you kind of go, yeah. Oh, look, look! I've forgotten how to handball all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, if you do that, you're gone. I don't mind that. I think that's okay. But there's still those ones where someone picks up the ball, runs into someone, tries to get it out, doesn't dispose of it. The ball comes out, but they haven't handballed it. And you go, well, how did they get rid of it? You can't just drop the ball. Mm-hmm. It's illegal in this game, Michael. It's called. Dropping the ball. I'm going to hold you up there, mate. Mm. Dropping the ball, mm. not a rule. Incorrect disposal. Yeah, that's a rule. But dropping mm-hmm. the ball is not a real thing. Okay, so, so people go dropping the ball. You go, okay, yeah. incorrect disposal. But right. dropping the ball, not a fucking rule. So, fucking so when, you, when you yell out ball in your head, you're thinking... Ball, but in your head it's going, incorrect disposal. Yeah, but it's just like a longer word to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I always get annoyed when people get in the crowd kind of call out, dropping the ball, and I'm like, not a rule. In- incorrect disposal. That's a rule. You, 
You stand by yourself in the MCC, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's me and <laughs> the J- people going over. See that guy over there with the Hawthorne jumper on? It's me and JJD. I tell you what I'm broken about, actually, uh, in Talk terms of going to a game. Um, mm. Hawthorne are playing in a few hours over up uh, here in Sydney. And um, I didn't even think to get a ticket. I had a friend of mine who messaged me during the week and said, oh, did you get a ticket? And I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Um, ha- have you Have you since tried? I, I got online and they were sold out. Now, my friend said to me that... How um, many is that? 1,500? That's a really good question, actually. Yeah, a few hundred, yeah. Thank you. Great um, question. Uh, question without notice, I should point mm. out. But um, a great question without notice. There's a difference. But my friend said that he is a Hawthorne Interstate member, and so he got an email during the week saying, you know, do you want to get a ticket? So oh. uh, so hopefully I get to go for the next two weeks because we're up here in the new hub. There you go. That's great. So yeah. you'll be playing You're playing GWS today and then Sydney next week. Is that right? I think we're playing Collingwood then Melbourne, actually. Yeah. Shit, the Collingwood game would be great. Up, at, up at the SCG or out at... Um, at Homebush, yeah. The Beanstalk. That yeah, actually okay. be pretty cool, yeah. yeah. The Beanstalk, yeah. I haven't talk, t- called it that for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, so I can report back about what a game is like when um, uh, there aren't many people around. Or I could just be a, a Gold Coast Suns fan. Bang, <laughs> Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Matt Rowe, that's fucking... That's sad. That's bummed me out. Mate, I've always said no rail, no Gold Coast. Dude, I had fifty thousand dollars on him for the Brownlow, and uh, that is tough, man. You're yeah, in a hole. Yeah, I got to talk to a few dudes. <laughs> well, you know what? He's, he'd have maybe eight votes, so he may be in a seventeen-game season. If it's true, if he, yeah. If Lockie, if Lockie Neal has like twelve shit games in a row, he's fucking in. The, he's in the mix. I mean, that's a bummer, though. I mean, I mean, I mean, we have joked about the Suns a fucking lot over the journey, but fuck, man, they're looking all right. I mean, you know, it's no shame losing to the Cats. Um, but the they, carry. they, uh, yeah, for him to go down, like it was, it was just, you know, fun to watch, you know, a new young player, yeah. you know, I c- couldn't agree goals. more. It was, and you know, people, I don't think that many people begrudge Gold Coast a little bit of success, you know, yeah, sure, sure, without sure. our fun. Sure. They, you know, for some reason you still begrudge Carlton that same success, but that's okay. We get it. Oh yeah. Yellow but, um, dog, yellow dog cheats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the Gold Coast, I mean, poor Raul too. Like, it was opening quarter. He gets slung in a tackle. wasn't even that bad. He lands on the elbow. Yeah. Out comes the shoulder. Yeah. And apparently he wanted to go back on. And the physios are like, mate, you fucking done your shoulder. Yeah, like sure, that. sure. Yeah, and a young body too. Like, they, um, they, if he does need to have an operation or something like that, they'll, you know, look after him, you know. Yeah, yeah, they'll put him in cotton wool. I mean, you yeah, know, you don't want it to be an ongoing thing over the rest of the year. He's young. Career. You can see, like, even his fontanelle hasn't closed over. Like, he's fucking. <laughs> He's young, man. Dude, he has to show ID to get into the ground. They're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, nah, it's, mate. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Ozkick's not on anymore. <laughs> so, uh, Sam McClure. Mate. Has fucking dug deep into the famous Adelaide camp. Has it done much damage, this Adelaide Crows camp you speak of? Well, I mean, we've, we've heard bits and pieces, I suppose, over the journey. Like, we heard about, mm. you know, playing the Richmond theme song. And yes, uh, which we thought was on the bus, but turns out the Richmond theme song was played after the season. Before they went to the Gold Coast, they had to run hundred meter sprints with it being blared through. That sounds like something that like um, the CIA would do on a black site. That's a really good point, actually. I mean, a lot of the kind of stuff has a bit of kind of army training to it. In fact, yeah. there, were, there were people in fatigues. With fake guns. <laughs> fake assault rifles. I mean, I mean, dude, it's the weirdest thing you've ever heard. And a mm. collective mind, like, and I, I'm, I'm sure they're still operating. I'm sure they're still talking to companies and stuff like that. But it's like, I, I can't imagine 
how any of the stuff that they did would benefit a football club whatsoever. Um, no, you wouldn't have thought so. And then they talk about, uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Wolfgang? Some yes. bloke, Some bloke in overalls with no shirt. <laughs> Looking like Hillbilly Jim. That's a wrestling, wrestling reference. Um, they have to kind of, kind of walk towards a knife while other so people are trying to stop them from getting towards the knife. So they keep saying a contra- they were uh, harnessed within a contraption, which nine players were holding back, and Dude. then you had to crawl towards a uh, a hunting knife <laughs> like fucking Rambo, and. You're two, you had two teammates giving you um, encouragement. So they're like, come on, Chambo, you can get there. While the other nine who were holding you back. So how you can uh, outcrawl nine against one, I really don't see how you get into the knife. Yeah. But they were allowed to uh, sledge you, those nine people. And it started off from uh, you're weak, you're not going to fucking make it, to stuff about your childhood about your life that had clearly been told to the club psychologist and that the club had then passed on to collective minds who gave it to the players so they're bringing up childhood traumas of players it's the weirdest thing so players broke down on the final day they were crying um they were blindfolded and put in a bus which i think might have been the windows might have been blacked out and they They had heavy metal music playing now, why does heavy metal always come in as the bad guy, mate? There's nothing wrong with it. As a metal, as a metal fan, as a metal fan, I have no like. I would be on there. I'd be wrapped. I'd be <laughs> yeah, like, yeah fucking, this is great. What <laughs> a bloody weekend! <laughs> <laughs> I've been abused. I've like listened to metal. This is great. So I think they started Broad Beach. So that's Goldie, right? That it is yeah. Goldie. Or near, but neither. Then, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then they thought that they were in New South Wales because when they had a chance, so they had their uh, mobile phones taken off them for four days. They said before they had a quick peek and they reckoned it had gone back an hour. So they reckon they'd gone into New South Wales. Or they'd gone through time, Michael. That's how good collective minds are. And that's the thing too. They talked about how, uh, uh, I think it was uh, the Birdman, I think. Yes. Might have said that the similar kind of training had been given to school children. Because... I don't know if I mean I don't know if you remember, but I remember mm. in year nine. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it was kind of you know a kind of a, a Christian living kind of experiment. Um, yep, yep. But yeah, we we got blindfolded and mm-hmm. we got put on a bus that had been blacked out, mm. and they played heavy metal. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then and then we had uh, childhood traumas. And certainly, it was a Catholic school. There are a lot of childhood traumas. <laughs> <laughs> and we got and we and our parents weren't told where we were, and uh, mm. and they, they got kept on the hush. And then we had to, um, and then multiple of my fellow students hurled uh, deep dark secrets at me (laughs) (laughs) while I struggled to pick a knife up off the ground. (laughs) That's just an excursion, Xavier, isn't it? That happened every, you know, three (laughs) or four weeks. What the fuck? How would you feel? Bryce Gibbs had just been traded to the Crows, and he he was on that bus. What would be going through your head? You've just gone to this club. They've kind of Brought you in because they think you're the missing piece. Well, they tried. They tried the year earlier to get him as well. Yes. So it's been oh, a two-year journey. Hmm. Yeah. So he's arrived, and then all of a sudden he's got a um, he's got all this shit going on. But then Gibbsy says he'd been on a lot worse camps at Carlton. That's a really good question. Like, what's what's he what's he playing at there? Like, what's going well, on? I, I know they'd done a lot of stuff with like the um, 
Is it the spe- yeah the SOGs, the Special Operations Group, which I think quite a few clubs. I think Melbourne had done that. That's where uh, Christian Salem famously got the brick in the back of the head. And uh, okay, yeah, gotcha. So like, that's Tyson more a bit of a kind of army training kind of thing. Yeah, a bit yeah, a bit yeah. more boot campy rather than yeah, yeah. Uh, bringing up yeah. your childhood trauma and giving you PTSD for the rest of your life. Yeah, sure, sure. I met a bloke a few years ago who was in the SAS, and um, and he talked about. How? Be careful talking about this, mate, because you will be hunted down. <laughs> a really great bloke, but he talked about the um, uh, at one stage in training, you knew that they were going to do a kidnapping, and you you just kind of didn't oh. you didn't you didn't know when it was going to happen. Yeah, yep. and so he said they were going to a room. I think up in Queensland, and um, and alarms go off and stuff, and so they get kidnapped. And so he said you're literally naked on a crate, and they're throwing cold water on you, and you can only give your name and rank. Oh yeah, and so they do that for like about ten hours, and he actually got really affected. And um, a doctor came in and you know said, "I need to put a thermometer in your mouth," and he said, "I'm not answering that. You know, I can only give my name a rank." Anyway, eventually, because of the cold, he um, they thought he uh, was developing um, uh, hypothermia. Yeah, and so they got him out of there, and they put him in a hospital. They got him better, like about five hours later, kind of warmed him up, and then. They kidnapped him again. <laughs> I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and the fact that he's still alive to tell you that story means that they did a good job. Yeah, yeah, quality control. Yeah. But and he would have gone really well at centre half back for Adelaide. Man, collective mind. Do you reckon people are reaching out to them now to say, hey, can well, we work? You work with us? I've just had a look uh, here. Collective mind leadership performance. They're. Uh, website and when you click on the link that's on from Google, it says five hundred two bad gateway. Ah, uh, wow, so awesome. Kind of shut it down. So probably because there's been an overload of uh, school groups <laughs> who, have w- who have wanted access to them. So yeah, I, I reckon this kind of stuff would really hurt your brand, dude. What you know how they say any publicity is good publicity, <laughs> except for this one because it's uh, cleared out half the Adelaide Crows and they're currently at the bottom of the ladder and they're currently. Losing to Fremantle in the Gold Coast. Yeah, what have we got here? Are there but only by seven points. Seven we points down, yeah. the fourth quarter. So they're into it. Hey, one thing I want to bring up with you. Yeah. Have you noticed of late, question without notice, there's a decrease in players wearing mouth guards? Discuss. I have not. No, no. I was very big so in the mouth guard. I was always very much... I think I think my mum had a thing about teeth. She yeah, was so like, don't get the well knockout. I had braces, so if anything happened to them, mum was like, "You've cost us, you've cost this family money, yeah, even sure. more money that I already cost them." Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I was always big about yeah having a mouth guard and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I've started noticing it because you know players put it into their sock when they go for a uh, shot for goal and things like that. But then you know it'll come to the end of a quarter and players are chatting, or they you just see their teeth. Like Jordan Degoe, I noticed it with, and I was just like, nobody's well, less and less seem to be wearing mouth guards, and is that because maybe? the game isn't the brutality that it once was? Uh, that could be a good point. But having said that, I mean, you're still liable to get a, a stray elbow every now and then. You know, Well, that's what I would have thought. Not on purpose. But they but no, they don't tend to wear them in basketball, which I think there's a lot of elbows coming facewards that you would probably wear one there. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I also wonder, like, why do they put them in their sock when they have a shot for goal by the fact, like... When you were wearing a mouth guard, did you ever feel like it was constricting you in any way? Like, 
Only at the start. You know, <laughs> do you ever um, start off with a, like a chemist bought mouth guard? You know, you boil it in hot water and you put it in your mouth. I think in my later days, like when I was playing for St Mary's, uh, which is now St Mary's Salesians, best perf- best uh, first year player in 1998. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, they, uh, I think in those years, I think I played for them about three years, and I had the chemist mouth guard. But Did I, you? but when I was a kid, I had the proper dentist mouth guard. Dentist one. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember the. The chemist one, because you'd always just, like, gag on it. Yeah, that's they never quite fit properly, yeah. No, not at all. It was massive. And, and then when you get the moulded one, you're like, oh, fuck, okay. So this is the difference. So the players would all be wearing those, but I keep an eye out for it. I reckon there's just not as many players wearing them these days. Did you ever play with people who had the mouth guarding kind of team colours or anything? I'm trying to think if I did. Uh, I think I probably, as a little I, kid, I, I was like, maybe I... I think maybe I was like, it'd be cool if I got a Hawthorne-coloured one, but I don't really no, remember. No, when I was playing, I don't think they were available. Yeah, yeah. But I since, well, I, I since got one made recently because I wanted to do some sparring in the boxing ring, and I just got a black one. Okay, gotcha. So it looks like I'm toothless. So who can sign up to spar with you? <laughs> Junktimeaflpod at gmail.com if you want to yeah. punch the fuck out of Rosie. <laughs> Only 50 bucks. We'll take your money. <laughs> um, so oh, disgusting. Disgusting yeah. behaviour on Friday night. Yeah, we're on the uh, same page, know, aren't we? I yeah. know we're having a bit of fun, but fucking hell. What went down Friday night? Now, Essendon came from behind to beat Collingwood uh, mm. with three goals down. Really turned it around in the in the last three quarters and absolutely spanked uh, Essendon in, uh, Collingwood. In. I mean, Collingwood got close, but it was a, it was a convincing win by Essendon, but it was kind of sullied a little bit, Michael. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. By the relentless and unbelievable fat shaming. Mm-hmm. And I, we don't condone that kind of behaviour. That kind of stuff is. <laughs> it's not for us. You know, we're better than that. We. <laughs> it's not our bag. No. It isn't our bag. No. Uh, you, you can go back through our archives, Junk Times, if you can find us fat shaming anyone, anyone at all, anyone on the Gold Coast, any coaches on the Gold Coast, I... You, you won't find it. it. I'm telling you now, don't even look. <laughs> yeah, so poor Jake Stringer has a cracking game. He's uh-huh. uh, played really well in the centre. He's kicked a couple of goals. He was part of the reason that uh, Essendon came back. Mm-hmm. And yet in the commentary box, mm. he's mocked by Brian Taylor Horrible. and Bruce McAvaney Horrible. over his, let's say, less than um, cut physique. He wasn't cut like a diamond. And they chose, they thought he was a little bit doughy, a little bit of a pud, a little bit of a fat bot-bot, and they ripped into him. And it just, I turned off then. I was saddened because I thought, what if those comments get back to Jake? Yeah, you for know? sure, for sure. Yeah. What if he is at home the next morning and he's reading up about the great win they've just had and he's halfway through a Krispy Kreme mm. and he reads the comments mm. from... BT and, and Bruce, and he just goes, you know what? Maybe I won't play next week. Well, it says here, McAvaney said he looks big to me. Mm. Uh, he said he looks as – he doesn't look he as fierce as I've seen him look. Mm. Uh, he's big through the backside. He's big oh through yeah. the legs. And Which the is tum- good in a footballer. And the tummy as well. Oh, I didn't need that. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's appalling. I mean, but, and but then he says, and yet he's kicked two goals. Like somehow old Fatso here has managed to – break through this mm. uh, barrier that he's created for himself with the big legs and the bit of a tummy and the, and the, the thighs. And he's, you know, he's managed to kick two goals. Well, He, he said th- he's, he's done everything right, but he looks big, doesn't he? Well, he kicked three for the game in the end, actually. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, yeah. it's amazing. And, um, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I'd, 
maybe make a joke that saying he kicked three snags and eight thirty, but I wouldn't do that. Like, why <laughs> no. would I? You're better than that. Why this, would I? This show is better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they call in the package, and the package is mm. clearly Uber Eats. But why would <laughs> I? I'm not going to say that. That's disgusting. And I'm glad I'm glad you are categorically not saying that. Yeah, and um, Jakey said that he was really disappointed in BT and the mm. BLT you know, at half time. Like, but why would I bring that up? There's I'd no point. I'd imagine that from the Channel 7 commentary team, but you will not hear that on the Junk Time AFL podcast. Yeah, I mean, I could say he has white line fever and it's sugar, but why would I bring yeah. that up? That, no, that's stupid for me to say that. I, I, he, yeah. he won them the game. Yeah, why would, I, why would I say that when he left the dogs he wanted to go to the pies, but then he sadly found out that it stood for the magpies? I, I, why would I? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. No. We would never do that, Junk Timers. And that's, <laughs> the that's commitment. The commitment we make. The, that, that, I reckon that's where the Patreon support comes from. Because <laughs> you guys sit back and go, I can rely on this, on this podcast to be the arbiters of good taste. <laughs> Hey, um, we'll wrap it up shortly, Adam, but uh, Dennis Pagan becoming a horse trainer. Ah, good. You know what horses need is to be um, feel ashamed and shit about themselves. You know, the horses have had it too good for too long. <laughs> you, you, what I want to see after a, after a race is a horse just going back to the stables with its head down with just a fucking single tear running <laughs> down the fucking snout and just... Just to feel really fucking terrible about that shit fucking race they just ran and you piece of shit. You'll end up in the glue factory if you ever fucking do that again, son. I mean, it's a question without notice, but can you give mm. a bake to a horse? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> the horse and he'd sit it down. He'd be right in front of the horse and he would fucking give it both barrels, which the both barrels that it will get the next time it doesn't win. <laughs> That's funny. So I think he had a runner at Flemington yesterday, maybe? I think you might be right. Yeah, so I think he, I, he kind of a new trying to train a horse. Um, Let's see how Johnny Get Angry actually went. I'll type that in and see if we can get up a... Uh, Johnny Get Angry? Yeah. Really? Is that the name of the horse? Yes, mate. Come on. Don't be stupid. Fuck, man. It'd be fun to kind of create the name for the horse, wouldn't it? Okay, it says here. Yeah, no, it would be. I reckon that's what half the reason you go. You know, when you go into a syndicate to buy a horse and um, you've got, you know, uh, 0.08 of 0.1 of a percent. Yeah, sure. You got like half half a hoof. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's still costing you 16 grand a month. (laughs) Uh, And that's where, although usually when you're in that low, you don't get to choose the name for the horse. You just hear it and you go, oh, that's a good name. That's actually a really good question. Like for the people who kind of might be in syndicates, uh, jugtimefalpod at gmail.com, how do you work out the name? Well, when we had our greyhound, uh, little Wooshka. But Wait that's a second. Did you have a greyhound? Oh, fuck yeah. I didn't Absolutely. know this. Yeah. Me and my mates bought a greyhound, little Wooshka. And uh, she was um, not the greatest little runner out there. Um, there was so... I can't even remember where she first ran. But the last race we went to um, was on a straight track. Yeah. So they didn't... This is how... Wait, straight, <laughs> straight track? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, this is how shit the, the dogs were. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't live the kind of lifestyle where I can yeah. hobnob with the greyhound elite. <laughs> we get out to the track. I think it was out in Lilydale or somewhere out east. There's the meadows, the broad meadows. No, 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 no. This is off fucking Broadway. Oh wow, fuck yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So they went, these dogs are uh, not smart enough to turn. So we'll let them run straight. (laughs) (laughs) Your dog is not smart enough to fucking turn. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, all the dogs. It wasn't. She wasn't the only one. So get off little Wooshka's back. <laughs> and we went and we're standing there and we watched it. So it was like maybe eight dogs. And our uh, little Wooshka started on the outside to where the um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The fake rabbit. Is that what it's called? The, the, the lure. F- the fat side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she started on the fat side from where the um, where the possum was gaffer taped to the to the thing. Yeah, sure. She was good in shoebox. She was. So they take off and she starts out really well, but then she's really polite and starts letting all the other dogs pass so she can get into the inside l- lane to be able to chase the... Um, the lure. The lure. And then she came very dead last by a long way. Wow. And what's, what's she up to now? Well, we kind of realised that she wasn't really maybe great. And, you know, t- turning's overrated, Michael. Going around in circles, it's fucking boring. So one of my mates actually kind of rescued her. So he's had her for... He had her for a few years. She passed away of natural causes a couple of years ago. So everything worked out fine. Sure. I remember filming a thing with uh, a friend of the show, Declan Fay, for uh, Channel 10 had like a sports show on their digital... Remember, remember when digital channels were all the rage? I do, yes. Yeah. yeah one. One was their digital Yeah, channel. that was the one. Yeah, yeah. Sporting so th- channel. I think it was like Thursday Night Live or something like that. But we did a few yep. pieces where um, we did sports stuff. And um, uh, one night we went to the Meadows in Broadmeadows in Melbourne. Um, and I think they gave us about a grand uh-huh. and whoever ended up with the most money, the other one had to eat dog food. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, and so I won, so Deck had to eat dog food. Yep. But we got to the kind of final bit of the night and we were filming kind of like the ending, kind of the wrap-up, I suppose. Yeah. And a drunk lady came up. <laughs> freak you out. Drunk lady at the, <laughs> at the Grahams. <laughs> at the Meadows. Unbelievable. <laughs> she came up and kind of ran in front of the camera going, hey, you know. Just whatever. And um, the security guard there who's like a little dude uh, and a young dude and he was like, move, kind of over the top, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And so her boyfriend or husband um, showed up like, you know, and kind of was looking to confront the security guard, getting very close, like looking like he was about to headbutt him. And it was getting a bit weird. And then the security guard went, Dad! (laughs) <laughs> and then this other security guard came over and he's like, oh, bloody hell, Jason, get out of it. Get out of it. What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man, if you're about to be confronted with a headbutt, probably the worst thing you can call out is, Dad! <laughs> well, I think it's the best thing. Let the old man take it. So, had a look at the results. Johnny got angry, lost yesterday. Oh. Um, it's a two-year-old gelding. So, gelding is where they've had their testicles removed. Is that correct? I feel like you might be right, but again, I don't know anything about horse racing, yeah. Let me just do a quick Google search on gelding. Uh, yes, and I'm going to say that I reckon uh, I reckon Dennis did that after a shit day on the track. But also, if you've got a horse, why would you want to get rid of the testicles by the fact that if they go well, then you're, oh, you're you in the money? S- sire them. Yeah. Huh. That's a good point, but I reckon it's a, it's probably... So he could show them to the next horse he's got in the um, in the stable. <laughs> you don't run he goes, quick. Yeah, yeah. You think you're going to run slow, do you? <laughs> I check out. I check out these. Uh, I I, t- <laughs> I tell you what happened though. I tell you about Johnny get angry. Oh yeah. Went down Media Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was on the horse racing show the other night. <laughs> oh, he. 
Yeah. Pagan wasn't happy. Oh, fuck. Okay. So we got a football in real life. And they're going to be very few and far between now, Junk Thomas. We really need you to keep your eye out. Particularly if you live in southeast Queensland, keep those eyes peeled because you are going to have at least two to four Victorian teams. Is that correct? I've got no idea, actually. I must say, I've actually, uh, uh, people in Perth, are people in. I think there's teams going to Noosa and then there's teams going to... St Kilda are going to Noosa, Carlton's going to the Gold Coast, I yeah, believe. Yeah, gotcha. And then I suppose the hot spot would be Homebush by the fact that um, people are playing out there. So they'd have yeah. ho- they, I mean, they do have hotels like, you know, Quest and stuff like that out there. So Yeah, true. So, yeah, so maybe I should do some reconnaissance over the next few weeks, just kind of hanging out looking for footballers in real life. Do it, man. Make some friends. Yeah, and people say, why do you have binoculars? And you're looking through the window of a hotel and I go... <laughs> It's for work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah spot, spotted uh, footballer having a bath. Uh, we got some footballers in real life, man. We got one from Damien. Yep. Well, actually, we only have one. Um, I happened to be on the Gold Coast last weekend for two reasons. My wife, a prep teacher, deserved a decent break after the last term. Big shout out to True. the Zoom teachers over the, uh, over the term two. And because we had scored tickets to the... A Gold Coast Suns versus Frio game. In brackets, we are Sun members. Yes, we exist. And there are lots of us. Ah, uh, Damien, I think I find I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> don't slag our, our lovable, our loving fans. Nah, fuck, man. I mean, I think it'd be actually awesome if the Suns make the eight or something this year. That would actually be pretty, pretty cool. You can see them on the up. I actually think they're uh, quite rapidly passing Carlton and it is killing me. <laughs> Continue. Yes, one of those rare teams. <laughs> <laughs> Rapidly passing Carlton. <laughs> oh, that's very funny by me. Uh, out for an early morning walk on Saturday near uh, Kawara? Karawa? Yeah. Um, yep. SLSC. What's that Surf for? Life Saving Club, mate. Oh, there we go. In brackets, downtown Broad Beach. I mate, you used to live near one. I noticed a very big man... Knocking the sand off his rhinos after he'd come up from the beach. It did take long to realise this was the man with the biggest hands in footy. Uh, back to where it all started. Charlie Dixon kicked a lazy six for the power later on that day. Wow. There you go. That's Big a man. Good get. That's a good get. He has been, well, he didn't last night, but he has been absolutely clunking them from everywhere, hasn't he? Especially in the wet. I think that game, I oh know that wasn't against them, but... Uh, that was he played last week in the pouring rain and was just absolutely taking great pack marks. He's doing very well this season, Charlie Dixon. Can I very quickly give you a question about notice? Like, what are you thinking about the top four this year? Oh boy, that is exceptionally hard. All right, let me have a quick look at the ladder after I go through seventeen shortcuts on the AFL. Yeah, website. yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, because Port seem good, Lions. I think good. Port. I think Port and Brisbane, for mine, yep, are the, sure. the two who will do it. And unfortunately, I think your team will be thereabouts yep. and then made up of either Geelong, Collingwood or the Giants. I think they're the other three that can fight for it. And Collingwood's kind of the weird one because they've got to have half a game. Yeah, okay, yeah, so sure. So they, e- they will either make it or not make it. doesn't matter about their percentage. And you haven't mentioned the Tigers, so you're writing them off? Uh, for top four, I'm writing them off, but I won't write them off for finals. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's going to be one of those years, isn't it, where it's like just by the nature of uh, these hubs and the like. I mean, fuck, man, you know, Eagles and Fremantle, like it's such a big advantage to be playing over an Opta Stadium. Um, and they, yeah, you know, have yeah. missed out for a little bit. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've got it coming up for them now. And also, you know, well, Adelaide Well, hopefully Oval. the Eagles can start to cash in because they had a good win yesterday. 
up mm. at uh, their last game up there. So now they can start to, you know, turn the corner and go, all right, we've got it back on track. We're two and three. But if we get, you know, six or seven games at home, we can easily be seven and three by then. Yeah, sure. So what you're saying, Hawthorne wins the flag this year? You could only hope. That's yeah. what I think all football fans <laughs> would would just be really... That's You know what? That's exactly what 2020 would deliver. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I've already got my tattoo. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing short. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail on Twitter, on Facebook, and the gram. We're going to hit the road. We go hooks. And go blues. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.